Okay, I'm just thinking what we can do for the little blurb. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess this is the start. Yeah, this is the blurb. Fair enough. Uh, cue the theme tune. Do, 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 do. Hello and welcome back to episode 9 of Paranormality. My name is Harry and as always, as I always say, I'm here with James. How you doing, mate? Hey, buddy. What's going on? I'm ready to talk about cool UFOs and interesting lights in the sky that mm. don't turn out to be flares from an active military drill. Yeah. Is this going to be a something burger? This is very much, for me, this is your prime rib this is succulent, Ooh, like Angus beef. This is full on, like you've got your relish, you've got your salad if you want it, you've got your brioche, sesame seed bun. Brioche, got, shit. Yeah, That's you've fancy. got your lovely smoked cheese in the middle. This is a burger that is fully stacked and ready to go. Damn right. This isn't just pictures of low light. Yeah, this isn't low light compression flares. This is... This is as legit as I feel it gets, next to maybe the Nimitz. I think this is as close to Ooh, the Nimitz okay, case as possible. The only main difference for me is obviously the Nimitz had lots of military personnel, but this yeah. has thousands of eyewitnesses, like thousands, not 50, 50 people on a military base <laughs> and only two of them ever came forward. The entire city, the like the entire town that this thing went over they witnessed something. So this is this is not a nothing burger. This is a delicious, juicy, juicy burger. I'm, I'm game. But you know, go. you know what I've got to do before we start, don't you, James? Yep, the best bit. Got to do the spiel. So if you enjoy this show, please do give us a like, give us a share. Our recent episode, the uh, the one where we talk about Big Boy Corbell, uh, it's doing quite well. Um, we're also on YouTube now. One of our friends of the show, Jeff Townsend, has um, he's contacted me and he's now uploading the YouTube um, the episodes onto YouTube on our behalf. Uh, it's part of his sort of like media outlet. So all of our episodes automatically get uploaded. They're fully transcribed as well. So if you do want to listen with subtitles as well, they're all automatically transcribed. And yeah, the the new episode is doing quite well, which is always good to hear. So again just like share it with everyone that you know share it with 50 people on a military base why not yeah i mean that's and it. maybe only two of them might listen to it but that's the same yeah. percentages that corbell works with so it works for me as well and also follow us on instagram no on twitter i don't know why i said instagram i'm not making an instagram uh follow us on twitter we are at pod normality you can find us on facebook we are paranormality podcast you can find us on TikTok. We had a bit of a smash hit the other day, didn't we, James? Hell yeah. And you even joined TikTok like oh, the grumpy old every, man you are. I it's felt gross, wrong in every it? way. It, it's was, really it gross. was real bad. Like, yeah, we'll talk uh, we'll talk off the thing about that. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's gross. It's, it's gross. It's I don't like it either. But from those thousands of downloads uh, of video views, James, do you want to know how many new listeners we we grab from that? Um oh, I don't know where to start zero hell yeah <laughs> yeah Welcome. so the Welcome same everyone. the same day that we got like ten thousand views on one of our tiktok videos we got our lowest ever listener base for a day in the last month so you champions 
<laughs> maybe people that watch 15 second videos don't have the attention span possibly for an hour long no, conversation that's yeah. my problem with it is, so is, i'm gonna have yes, to start yeah. uploading the full podcast in 15 second chunks i think that might and that, it'll take a long time but 15 second podcast man it's way forward oh i like that yeah it could be like called a post-it note podcast yeah. and it's just very oh, that's very good yeah. quick and to the point or jamie corbell's welcome evidence to, podcast welcome to paranormality jeremy corbell's a fraud Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> Weaponized. And public enemy number one. <laughs> so yeah, follow us on all of your socials that you that you want to, or if you don't, that's fine. Share us with fifty people on a military base. And yeah, I hope that your ears will enjoy what we're going to subject them to today. For me, this is the best non-military UAP case ever. Ooh. And I mean that like we've already said but like, we're not going to do roswell because everyone's done roswell and mm-hmm. frankly I, I just don't have the energy to do a, a 17 hour long roswell podcast <laughs> on everything that's it's gonna be hard to win 15 seconds that one like you literally would need to do like an entire series like a day by day you could do an entire hour just on the first day of roswell so yeah we we won't be doing that but phoenix lights for me is the best public sighting of a uap ever so it was march 13th 1997 and many people say that this is the the most famous mass sighting of all time Uh, thousands of people across nevada arizona and mexico were witness to strange lights that really they haven't been fully explained ever and i mean this isn't just a case of like the military coming out and saying they were flares, these have never been fully explained. So there's been some explanations for some of the things that have been witnessed, but there's never been a definitive answer as to what people saw. And there's lots of people who saw this, who saw the same thing at the same time. And that's why for me, it's so important, this case, for the whole phenomena at large. So the lights were seen from a three-hour window between 7.30 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. MST, and I think that's mountain time. I don't know mountain specifically time. what the... I think MST is like mountain standard it's, time. I think it's standard time because it's like Eastern Standard Time from Pacific yeah, Standard Time. Yeah, I think MST is something about mountains. Let me just have a... Yeah, mountain standard time. Look at that. Boom. So these were seen in... A three-hour window and the sighting itself spanned about 300 miles so nearly 500 kilometers um from the nevada nevada line through phoenix to the edge of tucson and the duration of the sighting sort of varied dependent on the location and a lot of people say that they saw different amount of lights and some people didn't see just lights they saw what they described as like a physical structure uh, the most witnesses that saw the craft uh, reported seeing a huge V-shaped object, uh, a V-shaped object with five spherical lights, while others say they only saw stationary or moving lights. So, like with the flares, sorry, with the UAP at uh, Twenty Nine Palms, they said that they didn't see the rate of descent because it was no. so far away. There's now video evidence and, and photographic evidence to show that those did those lights did drop. It's just the rate of decline because of how far away they were was so small that many people just saw the Phoenix lights 
as static lights in the sky. But for me, that shows just how big this thing possibly yes, was. Yes, I was going to say, it's, yeah, it's vast. It's Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, a lot of witnesses reported seeing this, this V-shaped object. Um, the official explanation initially for the lights was that they were flares dropped by military aircraft during a training exercise. But a lot of people that saw this, they... They don't believe that. Um, and they truly believe that they witnessed something. Some people don't want to say extraterrestrial. A lot of people say they saw something paranormal. So they saw something that wasn't a terrestrial craft, but they don't want to go the full way and say, oh, it's aliens. Like, that's not what they want to do. No. The first report came from a witness in Henderson, Nevada, and they said that they saw a large V-shaped object traveling southeast then a former police officer in a place called Paulden in Arizona said he that he saw a cluster of reddish oranges lights, um, reddish orangish lights disappear over the horizon. And then soon after that, more people in the Prescott Valley and then the city of Phoenix saw very similar lights in an almost identical formation to the two former witnesses. And again, these two people don't know each other. Yeah. Um, they're two separate witnesses, dozens of miles away seeing the same object the same set of lights and the same shape craft and then after that like i said prescott valley and phoenix residents saw the same formation um before we jump straight into the next bit of the the show what are your initial thoughts on what's happening here and why i said last week that there could be some similarities between 29 palms and phoenix lights yeah. um it's the shape of the lights for one I think yeah. the triangle or pyramid shaped. Um, this one seems a bit more substantial in regards because people are sharing the same memories, but from different parts. It's not like a shared memory where it's, you know, it's persuaded by different opinions or anything like this. It's, you know, anything like that. So that's what I, yeah, I'm taking from this is it's the no, same I've, shape. I've just sent you a photo very quickly and it, it shows the formation of lights on the left. But then it actually shows on the right-hand side of this, it's a newspaper article from Star Magazine, and it says, Caught on tape, UFO that terrorized five US towns. And that is the very famous newspaper clipping, but that's the shape, that, that V-shape. So for the people listening to this, it isn't a triangle. It is very much the letter V. So it is it two is. straight lines forming to a point with a single light at the top point, and then two lights on each of the arms of the shape yeah. V. So that is the shape that people say that they witnessed. And that's why when I initially listened to Weaponized and I heard Corbel talking about the V-shaped craft, this triggered my yeah, UAP spidey senses. Yeah. What does that image that you're seeing there, How does what does that sort of evoke to you? Because that's not what you traditionally would think of as a, of a UFO or a UAP, is it? No, definitely not. Not since obviously doing this. You know, it's normally the cigar shape. Um, it's it's almost like uh, like um, this one seems more of a carrier craft, if that makes sense, rather yeah. than those tiny, speedy ones. That I think that are normally you know that I've seen at the Nimitz and all that sort of thing. Uh, it's definitely more of a terrifying <laughs> like look. You've got to remember as well that this this is huge. This is a big object. This is not this isn't a seven forty seven in the sky. This is giant. This is like a football field size moving silently in the air, Mm. and thousands of people are seeing this same thing. Yeah, it's I'd say it's always from different parts of you know America as well. It's not one group Mm -hmm. of people from the same village, and 
I think that because people like you know people can be persuaded, like I just said, and this one, if people are seeing the same thing from a hundred miles away, prior to smartphones, prior to social media, prior yeah. to text messaging, you know, the only way that they could have warned people about this is like their pager That's... or physically calling people. Like they would have had to have like called people ahead of time if this was to be yeah. a legitimate hoax, and they would have had to have dialed thousands of people and said right you all need to pretend that this craft exists you could do that now on social media within a minute yeah yeah this is, i'm going to send you a script stick to these stick to these words yeah, so exactly yeah but no like if it's 97 do you say so yeah 97 yeah that predates most well every smartphone really yeah um yeah, yeah. so it's it gives it it gives it it gives it credence sorry <laughs> it gives it you know a bit of oomph it's yeah, definitely pique my interest more than the other one you know, from yeah. last week. It's yeah, it's not as easily explainable. I think that, like we said last, the last one, the last one was definitely like it's it's five flares in the sky, dude. But this one's a bit more, you know. Yeah, and with the last one, all the witnesses, all the witnesses were at the same place, so there was no other. You know, there's not a witness on the other side of that mountain. There's not a witness two hundred miles away. These are multiple thousands of people all having a shared experience of a silent, massive, ginormous floating V. Mm-hmm. And they all say lights down the craft. Now, some people didn't see the craft, but a lot of people said that they saw this thing go oh, literally go over their heads and it blocked out stars. Like they could see in the dead of night that this thing was a physical... Yeah. I don't want to sound like Corbell, but it was a craft. You know, it wasn't yeah. a formation of five flares that somehow traveled 300 miles and lasted three hours. This isn't yeah, like this isn't be... 10 minutes. This yeah. isn't 10 minutes. They appear, they fizzle out. This is three hours. This is a yeah. long time. And it'd be weird if the flare technology got worse in 30 years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exponentially <laughs> worse. A lot worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, we're going to jump into the video evidence now and the witness statements, because for me, that is this is the bread and butter of why this case is so good. Yeah. Um, so we do have, like I said, thousands of eyewitnesses and we have video evidence. Now, prior to us starting the episode, you did watch the clip that I sent I you. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the most famous videos of the Phoenix Lights, it was taken by a man named Mike Crisden. Uh, he captured the V-shaped formation of lights as it moved over his house. He later said it felt like he was being watched by something intelligent. Mm. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, something that vast would just go over your head. Yeah, seeing that object go over your head, but also feeling like something was watching him. Because we've spoken about this, about the sort of like the consciousness aspect. Mm -hmm. And you think about the film Nope that that we spoke about the other day. And in Nope, the craft knows, the thing knows when you're looking at it. And for me, when I saw that scene in Nope, it immediately reminded me of the Phoenix Lights. Of this, Matt, this is one of the, the famous statements, is he felt like he was being watched. That unsettling feeling of sentience from a craft is like no other case. Possibly the aerial school case that we've been pushing off a few weeks, but I wanted to do this one because of the, the sort of similarities and the differences oh, between 29 Palms. How would you feel if... Uh, have you ever... Have you ever had a plane fly over your head and you think that thing's watching me? No, no. Uh, I live right near the airport as well, so it would happen yeah. a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I never gone. Like, you know, no. It's. I think it's very obvious. It's not an intelligent thing, isn't it? 
you know, yeah. it's, it, it goes back to being explainable. It's just a plane. But yeah, if this guy's experiencing that, like you said, it's the same thing like you can feel when someone's staring at you. When like yeah. when you when you're not looking at them yourself, you know someone's staring at you. It's like a defense yeah. mechanism. It's uh, you know for someone coming up behind you. It's probably similar to that. It's put his uh, you know hair on hair on end, and he was like, "Someone's yeah. watching me." Like my my defense instincts are going off. Now a lot of the videos that have been posted online. So the video I showed you prior of the news report where it's showing the lights going over the city. They've never been confirmed as to whether they are the lights and the objects that were spotted or if they are flares. Now, that won't make much sense at the moment, but they're cu they're, we currently don't have an explanation as to what these objects are. Is this the craft or is this flares? When I say, is this flares, what do you initially think could have happened? I think, for, sorry for one, I've never laughed at flares in my life. But now every <laughs> time you say it, I can't help yeah. but crack up. Yeah. Um, from my understanding of flares, they stay they stay at a point because that's where your emergency shooting. Like, yeah. you know, you're trapped in the ocean, boom, this is where I am. This is an emergency flare. It wouldn't move. And it wouldn't. I said earlier that the official response to this was that it was military aircraft conducting training. Why do you think these could be flares bearing in mind there's a military an apparent military training exercise going on what do you think possibly could have happened for that to come out have you got any guesses no. why are there flares why are there flares in the area have you got any yeah. guesses at all um because they've sensed uh, a craft sorry i don't use that word they've they've yeah. said that read their radar's gone off something's in there they can't explain and it's dark and it's nighttime um so i'm guessing they're sending flare ups to see if they can see what they can see We'll cover that in a little bit. So, did I get that right? We've watched. <laughs> you got a little bit of it, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> um, it does get a bit stranger. You did just speak about like radar showing things. Um, air traffic controllers at the Sky Harbor International Airport. They say that they didn't see anything unusual on their radars that night. So, like, they didn't show any any crafts. They didn't show yeah. any planes. They didn't show anything at all. Blipping up to say there's an object here which i find bizarre because if if there were lights in the sky or if there were military planes in the sky i feel like they would show on radar there'd be something um, yeah so the military they denied any involvement or knowledge of the lights however as you'll learn in a in a very short while the military side of this case is wild like it's it's a very strange occurrence that for me gives this even more credence as to being one of the best ufo cases ever um so before we get into that there's been a bit of controversy after this happened so the governor of arizona at the time was a chap called fife simmington he held a press conference the next day because people right. were worried people didn't know what was of going course. on like yeah. they didn't know what was happening what is this object above our skies um he held a press conference just a short while after this where he jokingly dressed one of his aides up as an alien oh my god and announced him to the crowd to say we've caught the culprit so do you remember when we spoke a few weeks ago in the nope episode That's amazing we spoke a few weeks ago in the nope episode didn't we about how there was this like mockery and there was this level of complete contempt yes. for the ufo scene yeah this is a very famous case because Fife Symington, who was 
the governor of Arizona at the time literally wheeled out one of his like helpers in an alien costume. However, years later, he admitted that he actually saw the lights himself and he admits that he thought that they were otherworldly and he said that he was trying to lighten the mood to avoid panic. So when we spoke a few weeks ago about this being mocked and it being shunned down mm -hmm. and potential government cover-ups, we quite clearly have evidence here potentially of a pretty deep-rooted cover-up that starts or possibly finishes with the governor of Arizona knowing that something yeah. was there and that he saw them. And he doesn't even say, oh, I don't know what they were. He's steadfast in his belief now that what he witnessed was something that was not from Earth. I, I needed to get that out first because that that happened plays a big part into sort of the next segment of the episode. But I just, what are your thoughts on that? I can't, have, I can't have a think Fife, like, you know, saw the light, rang up, like, he's like, I need to speak to someone about this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Then they're like, look, Fife, chill out, mate. Play it, say it's a prank, whatever. Calm people down. We'll we'll let you know in due course of what's next. So he's like, oh, I'll put a guy in an alien costume and then yeah. just cover up, cover up. Like, radar technicians, you saw nothing on that yeah. radar, by the way. Like, nothing. Like, you saw nothing? Like, not even nothing. Like, they didn't even it. see the potential military planes in the air that, was, yeah. that were on a training exercise. Weird yeah. that. Oh, they must have shot the flares from outside the radar. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, birds and nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It stinks, stinks of dog doo-doo again, doesn't it? All this so I'm going to blow your mind a little bit because I'm about to bring a name in of someone who I don't think... If I gave you a thousand guesses, I don't think you would guess the name of the person I'm about to bring in. Right. One of the key witnesses to this event is Kurt Russell. The actor Kurt Russell. The the Kurt Russell. The yeah. Kurt Russell. I love Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell <laughs> was flying his own private Cessna at the time with his son, Oliver. Um, they were on their way to Phoenix to visit his son's girlfriend. And they were flying that night in Phoenix. And Russell reported to seeing six lights in a V-shaped formation over the airport. And there's an official record of him making a call to air traffic control telling him there's something below me what do you want me to do yeah. according to russell it was his son who first noticed the craft and he doesn't say lights he does say craft and pointed it out to his dad and then they called air traffic control who confirmed nothing was showing on radar so much like the nimitz event where these things were actively jamming their track they're like their tracking radars. Yeah. Nothing was showing up, but Kurt Russell could physically see the object. He actually admits that he completely forgot about the entire experience until he saw a TV show about the event years later. Um, he, he, he compares his experience to that of Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. Like yeah, that, classic. That, that vision of seeing the craft and it, it mm -hmm. sort of like being in your brain and being this like all-encompassing thing but the strange thing is he lost his memory of it like he conscious he he had it in his subconscious somewhere because he like it came back to him and then he spoke to his son and like all of these memories rush back but he physically forgot this entire event so for me that brings into question how many events like this happen where people don't even remember or they see something 
And like that other witness said, he felt like something sentient was watching yes. him. Yeah. The thing knows that you're watching him and that part of your consciousness that is remembering this event is being pushed to the side. Yeah, Did Kurt you think I was going to bring Kurt Russell into this? I mean, I always hope you do, but no, not this one. <laughs> uh, that is weird, isn't it? Because if Cessnas don't have that higher flying height, do they? No, 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 not at all. So I think it was like, a Cessna. I'll have to double check what the yeah, but he wasn't like the, in the um, 37, 35,000 feet up. So no, 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 he, he no, must not have, at all. So if that's under him, that's close to the ground. And, and he's also saying terrifying. that like he can physically see six lights, which is a bit strange because everyone else can see five. But he talks about the V formation and he calls it a craft. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Why, why, why would like Kerr get involved? If that makes sense, like he's got nothing to gain or lose from it. So like... I'm just looking up now. Um, Kurt Russell's private plane. It wasn't a Cessna, um, but I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll sort of show you the the image. Let me see if it shows up. There we go. So it's a, it's a prop plane. Oh, okay, small. Yeah, small enough. If though. you've seen if you've seen Jurassic Park three, think of the plane that crashes and gets hit by the Spinosaurus. Of course, I have. And that, that's yeah. that's the plane that they're in. So it's, it's a double prop. It's a double prop. Um, small cabin prop, plane. It's prop, not like a plane, yeah. No, nothing. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. nothing spectacular. But he saw this thing and he explains it that it was a craft. Um, so we've got. Let's just reiterate this. We've got witnesses from police officers. We've got mm. witnesses on the ground, and we've got a key witness in the sky. And every single one of them claims to have seen something pretty similar. Not exactly the same. Some see six lights, some see five lights, some don't see the full craft, others see a full craft, but it's a shared sighting of something very... It's a consistent one as well, yeah. Yeah. A consistent and similar sighting through hundreds of miles in the air and on the ground. Mm. An explanation is given as flares by the government and by the military. There's no way that flares can travel 300 miles. It doesn't cut it. They say that they saw the object over their head and they state with confidence that there was defined edges and that the stars behind the object were being blocked out, meaning it was something physical. There was a physical object that was there. Um, And again, those same people, they state that the object moves silently and that's showing, as we'll always go back to, one of the key of five observables Mm -hmm. of low visibility as one, but also potential anti-gravity technology yep. as another. You'd hear it when you... Um, before we move into probably the juiciest bit, how how is all of this sort of stacking up for you at the moment as a as a fully rounded sighting? It's an exciting one. It's, like I said, everything makes sense in the way that you can't explain it. It's kind of a stupid sentence, but, you know, the fact that, you know, if it's shared experiences from different people from different parts of the country and stuff and our beloved cut russell even said something mm-hmm. like it's all fighting against parodying it's all quite serious and it does yeah doesn't like people trying to be famous from it which i think a no. lot of these cases are are just people like i saw an alien like yeah it's um it's a good one you know it's one um, of one of the key standouts of a lot of UFO cases is the people behind them. So yeah. you will have like the Betty and Barney Hill case, where Betty and Barney Hill are the name that's behind it. You've got Travis Walton's case, um, who is a very famous abductee, but Travis Walton 
is the man behind the case. Mm -hmm. You've got the USS Nimitz, which is very much David Fravor, Alex Dietrich, Kevin Day. Those are the names that are associated with it. What I love so much about Phoenix Knight at Phoenix Lights is that, sorry, Phoenix Knights is Peter Kay and that does have a name behind it. But Phoenix Lights sighting for me, the reason it's such a plausible one is because there is no one who's like trying to make a name from themselves. There is no no one fixed name behind it. It's thousands of people all seeing the same thing and all reporting the same thing. And they're all reporting similar sound, like no sound, five lights, six lights, V-shape, craft, defined edges. You can't explain it. That's the no, thing. It's not There's explainable. No... And it's, yeah, it has to be not otherworldly, but when something's unexplainable, then it yeah. does realm into the side of, no, you can't explain it. So, you know, well, it has to stump we, we've, we've looked at what it could be from an Earth point of view, and mm-hmm. it doesn't meet any of those parameters. No. Some people say that this was stealth bomber. Stealth bombers are, they're loud. They're very loud. They also don't travel slowly. They're fast. Yeah. They also, don't have lights on them because they're stealth bombers. They don't have massive giant lights on the bottom of them. Yeah. Sort of gives away the stealth side of things. A lot of people might say flares. Find me a flare that lasts three hours. Like that's the thing about this one. Um, so it's segment. Not, yeah. No, yeah. No, it's not explained. I'll say it's 100%. No, that's what I was going to say. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's juicy. Now, segment three. I think you're going to like the name of this one. Um, I've literally just called it cover up. <laughs> Ooh, so that always gets so, me going. This is this is the bit I think that we're going to have the the best conversation about because so okay. far what we've talked about is there's been some objects, there's been some lights, people have seen it, blah 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 blah. This is where it gets a bit juicy. Mm. So one of the main questions that's been raised by Phoenix Lights is whether there was a government cover up of the entire event. We've already spoken slightly about that, and we know for certain that there was Fife Symington brought out a guy dressed as an alien to try and play this down only for years later to admit, oh, actually, I did see something, but I was just, I just didn't want to panic people. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, that they're uh, assuming we're N- stupid. His NDA ran out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's probably, that's probably what happened. There's his NDA signs ran out. But there's this assumption that we're all too stupid to be able to handle the truth. Mm-hmm. And it's insulting. Um, oh, God, yeah. It's very insulting. So... We already have direct evidence of this potentially having a government cover-up. So when people do say, well, Phoenix Lights is explainable and there isn't a government cover-up, just show them the video of Fife Symington with his friend dressed as a, an alien making a big laugh and a joke out of it because the reality of the situation is that thousands of people in the city of Phoenix were terrified of what had just flown over their heads mm-hmm. and they needed their governor to help them through it. This yeah. was, for many people, quite a terrifying thing to witness. And they tried going to the military, and they were given absolutely nothing back from them. They, ah, oh, we'll look into it, go away. It was it was a literal cover-up. He covered a guy up. It was a literal... Exactly. It was a literal cover-up. Like, so some witnesses to the event and researchers have accused the authorities of hiding or potentially even destroying evidence and lying about the nature and the origin of the lights. Again, a lot of people were ridiculed, and there was also some sort of like intimidation tactics that were put in place by right, okay. Fife Symington being one of them when, when a, a local representative came forward and said, like, we need to look into this. She was basically harassed 
and intimidated and told to shut up to the point where she had to just back down because of how much abuse that she was getting for believing in aliens at a time when UFOs were largely being mocked. Yeah. What they will point to, the the researchers and the, the key witnesses to this, is that there's a lack of official investigation to this. There really wasn't anything other than, oh, we'll have a look into it and then we'll get back to you. Very inconsistent explanations given by officials and delayed and t- completely incomplete disclosure of information. And they point to that as, well, here's your cover-up. You, you didn't do the due diligence to find out what this was. So the military response to Phoenix Lights was, like I said earlier, it was wild. First, they tried to deny anything unusual had happened, claiming that the lights were just flares that had been dropped by some training aircraft. Now, I'm going to go back to the video that I sent you earlier. Mm -hmm. That's not the craft. Those are flares. So what what happened is that people saw this craft for three hours, Mm -hmm. and after it had vanished, the military went out in their planes and dropped flares over the towns that had the sightings in order to say, no, it's just training exercises. But the thing is, is that everyone could see the difference between the lights that they saw in the sky initially and the flares. They could see a very clear and defined difference. So the military did shoot flares that night. They did. So no one can stand there and say, well, there weren't flares that night. I'm saying this as a true believer that this was a a craft. Yeah. Yeah there were military flares in the air that night. However, the speculation goes is that they went out after and fired these flares to give them a, look, see, we did go out and they were flares. So all the video that you see online, all of that footage you see online, they're flares. They're not craft. And a lot of people get mixed up because they use those images and they use those videos as evidence to say, look, this is the craft. No. Mm. Those are actually military flares that were dropped in direct formation to mirror what was seen by witnesses over the towns that saw the craft. It's dirty, isn't it? Yeah. Dirty. So don't like it. So yeah, they they did try to cover it up initially. That, that's they, they literally tried to completely that's planting. So mm-hmm. that's planting like drugs on the person who's on the floor. That's, yeah. That's that. Yeah. They've covered. Yeah. That's. So yeah, they they must think we're monkeys, man. They tried to deny that anything unusual had happened and that it was literally just a few flares that had been dropped out of some training aircraft. Big deal. That happens all the time. There's military bases nearby. That didn't explain why so many people saw different shapes, different colors of lights, why some witnesses reported seeing a huge triangular craft flying over the city silently, not lights. So a lot of people say that they saw lights with like a bluish, reddish tinge. A lot of those sightings were quite far away like at a horizon distance where mm-hmm. is if you if you look at lights that are far away very small points of light far away they sort of flicker and they do they do let off what looks like an amalgamation of lots of colors so this flares argument doesn't explain why people saw very very similar formations different colors lights to the flares and why they saw a physical craft. Now, this isn't the picture that we saw at 29 Palms where it's very clearly low-light compression creating a line in the the image. This is people with a craft flying over their heads physically being able to see it. So they then changed their story after this to say that the lights were actually part of a secret military project that they couldn't reveal for national security reasons. We can't tell you what this is. Um, Yeah. There were lights, 
there were lights but they're not flares but we can't tell you what it is because it's super top secret and we oh don't God. want we don't want our enemies to find out so very sorry it's completely secret and we can never ever tell you the irony of that is that that made people more curious and suspicious because some yeah. some researchers had started to accuse the military of covering up an alien encounter so them then saying oh well we're we're sort of investigating something that's completely top secret made them then think well maybe the u.s government are testing an alien craft maybe that's yeah, what right. it is maybe they've yeah. backwards engineered like bob lazar said sort of 15 years prior to this maybe maybe they're like testing out a top secret military ufo craft yeah, and someone left the lights on yeah the irony is is that that made people more interested not just from the conspiracy theory side of things but also from like military enthusiasts wanting to know well what's this top secret weapon that america are working on um but they never like the military never gave a satisfactory explanation for what the phoenix lights were and yeah lots of people believe that they saw an alien craft do they give a reason why they lied about the flares well they they said that they had to come out and say that we had to tell people they were flares because we can't tell you what this top secret project is we're working on right so they told us anyway but that doesn't explain why they went out and fired flares like that it doesn't explain that in the same formation it's it's completely yes. contradictory it stinks man i don't like so it. they at first they said no there's nothing there but then they admitted that they were flares because they had fired flares but then they said no they're not flares it's a top secret uh project that we're working on yeah well, don't tell anyone that. we oh. we just we just can't tell you what it is and then after all of this people started pushing the governor of arizona to say well what the hell was going on what is going on mm. and then they show the very famous press conference where they bring out their friend in an alien costume um i'm going to show you i i know you're going to show picture. me and it's going to be that i just still don't believe you i just yeah. i just don't believe this I'm is like, just i'm looking at so it now i believed in you fife i'm i'm looking at this now and this is on cnn like this isn't <laughs> this isn't like they just did a very quick press conference to local people like i've just sent you the pictures now it's absurd it like to think that this is the actual governor of arizona did this yeah that's so stupid so they they made a big deal of this and they said like we we've got to the bottom of the phoenix night uh the phoenix lights we know what happened and we are here to disclose exactly what happened here's the culprit and he walked out wearing that da, da, da. yeah so nobody can say that there was not an attempted cover-up by government personnel because we have evidence of it, and it's literally they, on CNN. They flaunted it. Is what they've yeah. done. <laughs> they, they were so egregious with their cover-up that it, it doesn't even border on parody. It is quite literally the, the dictionary definition of parody. They hauled a guy out. Maybe they did it in the like you know the way like like the theory of Bob Lazar is they give worse information to a guy who's blatantly you know yeah. So they do something so stupid and so ridiculous that people just that's all they talk about. Is yeah. this like a oh, lot no, of the times? A lot of the times, if you talk to people, oh, the Phoenix Lights, blah blah blah. One of the things they remember is this press conference where, oh, wasn't that the like 
the one yeah. where the guy hauled out the alien dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. I thought it was explained. <laughs> no. So it was that guy. Oh. That's that's where we're at with the sort of cover up thing. Now there are some attempts to. I don't want to say debunk because I don't feel like you can debunk this, but there are attempts and arguments to say, well, there's no evidence of a government cover up, and that the Phoenix Lights can and are explainable through either like natural or man-made causes. Mm-hmm. So they identify the first set of lights as being A-10 Warthog aircraft returning from their training mission. And then they say that the second set of lights that people saw were the illumination flares dropped off by another flight of A-10s over a military range. So what, what people are basically saying is, no, you didn't see a craft. What you saw were lots of planes overhead and you were seeing the like the the front lights of those planes and they fly in a v formation and that's what you saw and you've just lined up in your head that there's a craft there but that doesn't explain why there was no noise to thousands of people sorry to, to thousands th- yeah to thousands of people we're telling you all yeah. thousands of you this is what you saw one of the other things that they note is although many witnesses say that they did see a craft not everyone did and that there's no radar or satellite data to confirm the presence of a large craft but i don't think radar data can be taken into this because we've already got well not already but we've had like we've spoken about previously these objects having capabilities to avoid radar mm-hmm. they're a tech not they could potentially be a technology that outstrips our military by like i said a few weeks a ago years. a thousand years so to not show up on radar for me doesn't say much but uh, we, we actually have the same capability sorry to not be on radar yeah yeah yeah. we have that capability the capability yeah, so... of i don't know if you know how the stealth bomber works i'm a bit of an aviation nerd oh, please so i know me. how it works um the shape of the um the stealth bomber is pretty identical to the shape of a swallow in flight so with its wings out and its body very curved and they go so high that by the time the radar um, gets to them it's very scattered out and the shape of the delta wing can't be picked up properly on radar so it's not that they're a stealth bomber as such it's just that the shape of the delta wing is very difficult to pick up at radar at high altitudes right. so when people do say well they spoke about the fact that it was a top secret department of defense project and they couldn't speak about it it could have been a new generation of stealth bomber that again doesn't make sense because stealth bombers fly at a very high range and people saw this at a close enough range to see defined edges and you, it was under kurt's plane sorry yeah, which means it wasn't yeah, very yeah, high exactly yeah he was looking down at it from i forgot mm-hmm. about that completely he was looking down at the object in the air while it was above an airport military training exercises don't happen over airports that would be no. dumb dumb, they dumb don't dumb. happen we're like me and James live in Devon, um, and there's a lot of people, I don't know if you know this, but died in military training during World War II when they were training to do the storming of Normandy because they did their training with live rounds, but they also did it on public beaches. And they fired live rounds, and lots of people died during training. I didn't. They don't, they don't want to put civilians in the way of training exercises. That would be absurd. So mm-hmm. to think that there is active military training happening over a span of 300 miles in active air 
where there are planes flying above civilian cities is absurd. It's ridiculous. I mean, I might be wrong with this. I probably am. But like a lot of different, like, you know, um, places in America seem to have different jurisdictions and stuff. And, you know, trying to communicate with every, I mean, if there's over 300 miles, it hit, <laughs> what do you say, Arizona, was that all the same state? Arizona, Nevada, and there were sightings in Mexico as well. So that's three different three different states in a different country. Two, two states, two countries. And a different country. Yeah. So to try to coerce that into working all at the same time seems a bit, seems a bit here's, far-fetched, if you ask me. Here's the thing. Whenever, I don't want to go too far down the conspiracy rabbit hole because some people go way too far with that. Yeah. But when people talk about, like, mass government cover-ups i've been like a team manager before where i've managed like 10 10 15 people Mm -hmm. i defy anyone to get 10 or 15 people to do exactly as you ask them properly i've been in positions of management and i very i've put like very very simple straightforward like sales techniques in place and to get 10 people to all follow a sales script or to all follow a sales process, or to all follow like a point of sale directive, is next to impossible. Mm-hmm. To imagine that you could get hundreds of military personnel, thousands of military personnel, and pilots, and all the technicians, and all the weapons specialists, and the radar specialists, to, to think that you could coordinate those amount of people over two county, no, sorry, two states and in a separate country and and work together as a solid team and then in all of this time none of them come forward and say well actually yeah here's what the top secret project was it's it's madness to think that that this could be a coordinated effort yeah in order to throw people off the set like it just it's mad and that's why i believe that this was a like an actual craft because you look at the military's actual response to it they chucked a load of flares in the sky and and let's hope that they believe that that was the military response and that makes sense from a point of view of like chain of chain of command and jurisdiction chuck some planes in the air throw some flares out the back and let's hope for the best that's a very easy thing to to coordinate because Mm -hmm. you get five pilots in their planes you throw them out and you say chuck some flares out that's easy what's not easy is to get literally thousands of people to coordinate this mass conspiracy mm-hmm. because the reality is is that governments aren't that smart. They're really not. Oh, no, it's, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's insulting for one. Just yeah. And I feel like they just assume that most of us are just going to go, well, fair enough. Oh, yeah, you say oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, back to Jeremy Kyle. Ooh, like top top secret just... plans. Cool. Oh, I I don't need to know that as a civilian. I don't need yeah. to know their top secret plans. Yeah, it's baffles, isn't it? Like that, there is a genuine cover up to this, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the plot of Glass Onion. It's not that smart, guys. It 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 doesn't have to be this hyper intelligent. Everyone's involved. It goes all the way to the top. What happened is. The military in the area had absolutely no idea what was going on. There's multiple thousands of reports of a giant silent flying craft. Mm-hmm. They panic. They don't know what to do. And they just try and muddy the water in order to throw people off the scent. And what's the easiest way to do that? Get some planes in the sky and chuck some flares out the back. Flares. It's the only answer. Yeah. Flares. That's, that's what makes sense. And 
do I believe that there's a concerted effort within governments to try and quash UAP disclosure? I absolutely do. But it's a case, it's not a case of there being this like overarching world government that are pulling strings all the place. No. It's probably just one guy in an office who goes, oh, um, I'll, I'll look after that. That's yeah. what happened I'll, with Blue Book. That's what's drip, happening with I'll Arrow. drip feed them. I'll just drip feed them a little yeah. bit of, you know, keep them interested for a little bit. But it do, it's not know. it's not a worldwide government that's trying to suppress all of this. No, they probably don't want it coming out. So they've got one guy, Arrow, Project Blue Book, or ATIP, or whoever it was before. And they go, oh, you look after UFOs. And if you get anything, just if you get anything juicy, just sit on it for a bit. That's probably what's happening. He probably has a macro built into his laptop that just has flares. So yeah. he just pushes, yeah, just flares. Yeah, like, flares yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. It's like the Simpsons episode when Homer pushes Y. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's all it is, just flares. Like, just... I know that that's very boring, but that is the, the reality of this, is there's probably a very boring explanation as to why this is all still being covered up. That's, and it's probably just a dude who's just paid by the government to just be like, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I don't. I do believe that there is a concerted effort not to have this come out because, rightly or wrongly, I think a lot of people would react in a very strange way to potentially finding out that we're not alone. But more than anything, I think it's probably a military reason. If the U.S. government does have crafts, they probably don't want other governments finding out. Yeah. And probably all the governments of the world have probably got some form of stuff they're working on, and and like our material yeah. science probably just isn't where it needs to be. Also, hundred percent, to... they would have sold it to the like to like lesser countries, not others. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like the, all the big superpowers would, if this is true, would have sold some technology of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell, have that gone. Just you know, we'll have a little bit of that for you. you so, know, and... do I do I think that there's a global conspiracy that's fronted by a huge worldwide organization in order to suppress all of UAPs? No, I don't. Do I believe that most big governments have a department within their military who oversee all this stuff and just sort of sit on it for ages and don't really do anything and it's very tied up in bureaucracy? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, probably that's the boring truth of it. I also think there's a lot more to worry about. For these, not yeah. that the governments are perfect, but they've got a lot of shit. Like, sorry, a lot of stuff to like, you know, concern themselves with. And yeah. if you know, not it's probably like you said, the truth re- is just realistically in the basement. Yeah, there, there has been a cover up here. Like, it's very plain to see that something 100%. was covered up. But the boring truth of it is probably that we'll never find out because it's just a document in someone's ring binder. Yeah, that's the frustration the co- of all this. Nice coffee ring stain on it. Yeah, no. that's the frustration of all this, is that there's probably a file somewhere in a government official's office, Phoenix Lights, and it's probably hundreds of pages thick, and it's probably the most compelling evidence you'll ever find, but it's tied up in so much red tape, and it's been redacted so much, and there's black markering all over the thing, that it's probably just redacted to the point of being useless now anyway. And yeah. that's the boring, boring truth. I think, I think, I think that'll be a running theme. Really, yeah. is we can believe and you know hope all we want and stuff, but as all things, we are tied to what but we're for showing. Me, so. This is the case. Like this is 
This is the bread and butter because really it does have everything. It has it has compelling witness statements. Mm-hmm. It happens over a large area. It's got verifiable accounts. It got mass media coverage. It had a potential, well, it had a government cover-up. We've got evidence from videos showing the flares after the event to show that there was yeah. definitely something that was sort of planted. And we've got Kurt Russell. What more could you want? Nothing. Love Kurt Russell. So what did you think of this case as a whole then, James? I'm stuffed from the something burger. Let's put it that way. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a juicy burger. It's, it's satisfied because it was it was very great to talk about, but it was it was it wasn't dumb. It just yeah. wasn't off on the government side, that was very dumb. But you know, no one seems to be backing down from the witness statements and stuff. It just seems people saw the same thing in the sky. And, and there are like said, there are still people in Phoenix to this day who swear by what they saw. Yeah. Swear by I, can't, it. I was going to say, I can't help by the picture that you showed me of the supposed craft. It looks very much in the shape of a stealth bomber anyway. So Yeah, it does. It, it probably would skip radar <laughs> like if it's yeah. in that shape. But um, it's it was a good, like, it's it was... What really sold it was the different testimonies from three different parts of the world. It's yeah, you know, it's not the same group of people in the same village. It's separate people, you know, and Clark Russell. It's and again, a, like yeah. we, I've only scratched the surface of this. Like we've only, yeah. we, like I want to limit our episodes really to like an hour long. So there's only so much we can go into. But this is for me. This is a case where I could just well, there are books about this. There are yeah. there's dozens of books. There's Dozens of documentaries and YouTube videos like this. Yeah, I'm going to watch a documentary on this when we're finished. This yeah, is this in- is genuinely this is intrigued the hell out of me. It's- this is a this is the most I love the word compelling. We say it, I think yeah. every week. It's, yeah, this for me is like the most compelling eyewitness testimony, apart from potentially the episode we're going to do next week, mm. which is the aerial school sighting. I think that we should do that next week because I want to get. We've had a lot of nothing burgers recently, mm-hmm. and I want to fill you up with some juicy burgers. Uh, we've right. had we've had our Angus steak this week. I think we're going to have a nice bit of Wagyu next week. Jesus, it's, A5. Jeez. Yeah, man. But uh, like, what what are your sort of like closing thoughts on the Phoenix Lights then? This one's achieved more than anyone before, I think. Um, the Nimitz was definitely amazing, but this, I think it's because it's just so vast in the size and... In yeah. the amount of people that saw the same thing. I'm very a firm believer of, you know, in a crowd of people, only one person will step forward as long as we've beaten up, for example. Yeah. Because we are, we just kind of, I, th- I know there's a phrase for it, but I can't remember the top of my head, but people Add just spectator stay. spectator syndrome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So people just do what other people are doing, where you, or you get the one, you know, person that doesn't. I'm a firm believer in if 50 people see one thing, eventually all memories will blur together yeah you know this but there's so many people in such a vast space yeah this one is i think this is my favorite one so far i i like that it's it's a case that i've since we started doing this the first time around this was i've got like a list of like five or six top cases that i want to do and obviously over time this show is going to evolve into something a bit different like we're doing ufos at the moment there's going to be a period of time where we're probably going to look into stuff like cryptids and ancient lore so i want to get some of the juicy ufo stuff out first because that's my jam and then when we move into stuff that i'm not really that sort of like clued up on that's where me and james we can be in the same situation 
But what mm. I want to do at the moment is that there needs to be a a conscious effort to bring factual information to the forefront of this. And the more people that talk about stuff like the Phoenix Lights, talk about Aerial School, talk about Vahinha in Brazil, which is, again, another great case, but I can't do that justice. You need to watch James Fox's documentary on that. The more people that talk about this factual-based information, the better, in my mind. Um, I don't want to be flooded with, say this every week, grainy pictures in the dark of amorphous blobs of light yeah that means nothing to me or 50 witnesses saw this in a military base and we've heard from two of them where are the other 48 yeah that's not what i want what i want is like juicy real information for me this one isn't fame driven i hate when it comes from like a point of fame like i've seen this look at me i saw this like i don't want that the more I go into this, I don't want just, you know, new story about the, the last episode's prime example of that, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, this one is no, no one's come forward. Like, you know, Derek has just hasn't gone like, look, I saw this. Listen to me. I'm Derek. Yeah. Like, like there's a few, just... there are a few key witnesses that still talk about it, but the reason they still talk about it is because they feel that this is serious enough to still talk about. Yeah. But at the time, everyone in Phoenix saw this thousands of people highly populated area so i'm I'm really glad you enjoyed this and definitely like one of my favorite one go down the rabbit hole one. of this case over the next oh, few I'm gonna, days i'm gonna weeks. make a sandwich and watch the hell out of some documentaries now because <laughs> um, well, this is this is why i love doing this 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 on, is why i'm on board for this on that note i think that's as good a place to leave it because james is about to go and nerd out on some uaps i like that damn right i'm gonna start i'm gonna start turning <laughs> yes you are the next time i see you you're gonna come on and just have a full tinfoil yeah. hat on next time i'll be like hi i'm james and my co-host is harry yeah it's, uh... <laughs> it's fine by me mate it's a lot less work that i have to do um, That's true. thank you everybody for tuning in um like i said at the start of the show very much a passion project so if you can share this if you can like this if you can subscribe to us send it to a friend follow us on all of the social medias and like i said we are now on youtube as well that would be much appreciated. So really all I've got to say now is open your mind and watch the skies. I said it right this time. Nailed it. We'll catch you next week. Cheers, guys. Love you.